Hey guys, it's Brendan Ayer. Before we get started, if you like the show, make sure you subscribe, rate it, review it, all that stuff helps. Follow us on social media, Shit Brains Show on every platform. We even got YouTube, we got a Facebook group. Uh, and if you want bonus content, go to patreon.com slash shitbrainsshow. And if you have questions you want answered on the podcast, hit up shitbrainsshow at gmail.com. Enjoy the program. My brain is shit, man. It's shitty. Like it, it doesn't function properly. It just does whatever it wants. Life's still pretty good. This is shit, buddy. Hey, welcome to Shit Brains. My name's Brendan Ayer. I got a shitty brain. Uh, this is a p- comedy podcast where we're uh, we're destigmatizing the conversation around uh, mental health by basically having on all our fucked up friends, and they uh, admit uh, everything that's wrong with them. And we've, we're beginning to find out, Jimmy. Uh, everyone seems to have problems with their brain uh <laughs> that's what i'm beginning to to see uh i'm joined as always uh by my co-host jimmy graham jimmy what's going on man chilling man rough day today in the office you don't have an office <laughs> you are broke you used to work uh cutting grass with prisoners and now i don't know what you do so yeah, yeah I, my new job is sitting on hold with unemployment yeah okay that sounds good uh i, I want he's frozen jerry what Oh, he's back. Oh, Jeremy, don't butt in when we're in the middle of our introductions, okay? That's, uh, Maybe. of course, our producer, Jeremy Demery, coming at you live from, uh, well, not live, but from uh, Golden Ox Studios here in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'm super excited uh, about our guest today, uh, primarily because he's uh, one of my best friends in the entire world. Uh, but you guys... You don't fucking know him as your best friend, okay? You know him as the host of Puddles. You know him as, uh, which you can get wherever you get podcasts. You know him as a phenomenal comic. You know him as the co-host of Nikki Glazer's podcast. Andrew Collin is here. Andrew, what's going on, man? I'm sorry, but my internet in my room doesn't, because I'm far away from the router, but I'm coming now. How <laughs> <laughs> So it, this is our. We haven't done. We've been avoiding uh, remote podcasts um, because uh, just we did so many of them during quarantine. I was like, we'll have Andrew on. That guy's a professional podcaster. He'll have a setup ready to go. And nope, just horseshit. Just walking around your house looking for a better signal. Well, here's the thing, Brendan. Um, you know, I. <laughs> I'm not good at anything. I don't know why you expect me to change just because I have one credit. <laughs> you know? Well, what credit? Have I ever... What credit? What? What credit? I don't know. <laughs> I, you gave me one. I wasn't listening. I was too busy looking for <laughs> signal. Did your friend throw a, use a flask? Yeah, yeah. He's a, a drunk. Flask? That's Jimmy Graham. He's a ph- phenomenal comedian. He's got a uh, real alcohol problem. And he uh, generally has three to four different mixers he's working with at any time during the podcast. Wouldn't you say, Jimmy, there's usually some some mixing going on? Yeah, I got to work it out. Today Today we're drinking uh, peach pear LaCroix and vodka. Peach pear LaCroix and vodka. Yeah. Do you drink every night? Mm, no, most, though. <laughs> respect yeah dude. respect yeah yeah i i find uh being aware is uh one of the biggest hells in the world yeah he doesn't you like think your brain is sometimes people that like want to pretend they're so smart like i can't deal with the world because my brain is too in depth you know no like, i'm dumb oh, okay cool, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> no you were literally <laughs> describing me when i hung myself just like i'm too smart for this goddamn world when really it was like i just felt kind of fat you know like uh and we all yeah and then the rope didn't work and <laughs> yeah. you realize you are dumb <laughs> yeah you're nothing dumb. To- this is a blanket <laughs> this is a ll bean blanket you've hung yourself with <laughs> Did you write down the uh, hypothesis? Like, was this an, a science experiment that you figured out? <laughs> Can you hang yourself from a rafter with just stretchy blanket? Uh, so I want to first. I want to tell a story uh, about about over Fourth of July, and then we'll get it into um, interviewing Andrew. But uh, so I feel like this is something you might do, Jimmy. But. Uh, and usually I would like this kind of behavior, but I didn't like it because of the circumstances. So I'm, we're grilling out 
my my buddy lives right on the lake. We're in Collinwood. We're having to all, all, my, all the babies are there. We're fucking you know it's a real adult party right on the lake and uh it was one of the beaches that have lifeguards right and they have to take a 15 minutes everyone out of the water like that way the lifeguards can change over and also they can i think check the body check the water for bodies <laughs> is that part of the 15 minutes do you know is that what 15 minutes break rest break i think is they're probably using the bathroom i don't think they're checking for dead people oh uh, i thought it was like i could be wrong <laughs> i thought it was like <laughs> the it's too crowded take a 15 minutes every hour to get <laughs> scan it whoever doesn't get out dead you know what i mean that's what i thought but anyway so they call the 15 minute break this like gangly probably like 42 year old white guy just keep swimming. First of all, he can't really swim. Just keep swimming. <laughs> Just and they paddling. go, they go, sir, in the bullhorn, they go, sir, out of the water, please. 15 minutes safety break. And he literally goes, fuck you, 4th of <laughs> July, America freedom. Yes. And- <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. He would no. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Normally, I'm in support of that kind of behavior, but in this case, they're just fucking 14 year old kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't know what to do. The lifeguards, they're just kids, like making 12 bucks an hour. It's like <clears throat> give them some slack. So they keep yelling at him. They go, "Sir, we're gonna have to call the police." He goes, <laughs> "Fuck you, call." <laughs> And and we're all watching this from up on the hill, right? And so the police come. (laughs) What does this guy do? He's a genius. He goes, in his head, he goes, they got fucking bulletproof vests and body cams (laughs) on. They're not coming in the water. So he just starts swimming parallel (laughs) to the shore, just away, Uh, down Lake Erie. If you learned anything, you swim with the current and away from police. That's (laughs) that's what you learn early on in your career. That guy fucking rules. Well, here was the pathetic part, and like it got out of our view, so I don't know how it ended. The police literally, I mean, because swimming is... If you're like a fast swimmer, you're the equivalent of a very slow walker. So <laughs> the police were just casually strolling down the beach next to where he was. It wasn't like he was going to get away unless he turned towards Canada. So that's we don't you know, know what I like. I, I like in movies when someone they'll swim deep and be like, the bullets can't get me down here. And it's like bullets. If you could swim down there, a bullet probably will still be going pretty fast and you know 15 feet down you know yeah. what i mean but, i don't i don't know the physics on that i, I think water stops I could be bullets wrong. pretty good <laughs> i mean i don't yeah. oh. if mythbusters My taught bad. me anything yeah no <laughs> you might be right i don't know you all you do always see that um now uh <laughs> so andrew uh oh, wait what did the guy do what happened did that's he get what taken i said out? you're got- not gonna t- he got out of our sight. I think he, he got away with it. He just slowly got out of our sight. We just saw them keep walking down the beach like for a mile. And then it was like, this guy's living in the lake now. That's his only choice. You grew up in he, East he Cleveland. He, he might have swam out at the lifeguard like where it was 15 minutes. You know what I mean? Like He, he might have swam far enough. <laughs> he did, yeah. but the complaint had already been registered, so the cops were already on him. Because it was already mm-hmm. like he was out of that zone, A, and B... Everyone was back in the water, yeah. so he wasn't breaking the rules anymore. But it was like the cops were already on this guy, and he was just pulling the. He was only like he was like thirty feet from shore, but the cops were just like, "I'm not going in the fucking water." Exactly. He walked. I he, yeah. He got away with it. He walked to the second district, and then they're like, "Not my job. Not my. Not sorry, bro. Yeah. That ain't on me." Um, yeah, yeah, this is out. This is city lines now. Uh, yeah, I, I love the idea of a guy trespassing and being like, "Nah, I'm not trespassing anymore. I'm on this side of the fence." You know? It's yeah. Like, nah, well, nah, you can't. I, I also love it so much that like that's his idea of freedom. It, like, yeah. freedom doesn't mean there's no rules. You know what I mean? Like, it's a 12 year old lifeguard. So I'm like Fourth of July, motherfucker. His lifeguard keeps getting younger. Yeah. <laughs> he started at 14. You're like, this five-year-old lifeguard can't even swim. This lifeguard yeah. that was a, a fetus <laughs> inside its mother's belly. <laughs> I just love that. The you know what they that, need? You know, they got these uh, these police dogs. They need some kind of police fish, some kind of like aquatic <laughs> they thing do, that gets they, after these. The Navy 
experimented with dolphins with guns on them, I think. <laughs> this could be one of these things I think I know, but really it's... And they es- they all escaped. And the Navy <laughs> was just like, all right, never talk about that again. Because now we got free-roaming gun dolphins in the... <laughs> they just been running the Marianas Trench. <laughs> yeah. Fucking... <laughs> I love I love picturing this beach guy just like showing up to court with like the best lawyer because he's an old white guy. Yeah, and he just argues like he was on international waters, Your Honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He maritime was- law, <laughs> maritime <laughs> law. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Andrew and I met. Man, we've known each other a long time. We kind of met at both the same. Say interestingly, like the same stage in our lives and the same stage in our comedy careers, I would say, like, like a bit down and out and uh, not yet established as comedians, right? Wouldn't you say we met at, at Bar 82? Is that where we met in New York City? I think we either met there or uh, Eastville. Yeah. Which, uh, I think I, I remember meeting you at Eastville sitting on the back wall there. You had a shaved head from what I remember. Yeah, and uh, and I think you you were talking about salmon in Alaska. Right. I just remember that you're like, oh, we had odd jobs. What did you do? Oh, I worked with salmon in Alaska. I was like, I got to get to know this guy. Seems to have something. And then you know, shortly we found out we both were retired in our twenties, played golf every day, <laughs> didn't really get that great. Yeah. Uh, you know, we lived back at home. We kind of, you know, we, we I don't. We have very similar. We're both middle kids. You yeah. know. Yeah. I think you're a middle, right? Yeah, both middle children. Very similar, like like fucked up mentally, but um but not very outwardly displaying it. Like we both have a bunch of mental quirks, but we played sports, we were like popular, you know, like we're shit where you think like if you just knew what was wrong with him, you'd be like, Oh, he's a school shooter. But he was like on the football team with Tom Segura, who yeah. went to his high school, like successful guy. But like give give Jimmy a little of like your your backstory, because I, I always find it, I find, I find it fucking fascinating. I mean, I don't even know where to start with when, uh, where do you want me to start with like mental health stuff or do you want me to uh, talk about like jobs or I would like, like where do you want me I to I would go like you it? to tell uh, Jimmy, if you don't mind, just to give an idea of who we're dealing with here um, and, and, yeah, our, yeah. and our listeners. I would love to hear the New Orleans story um, if you don't, if you don't the mind. The stab story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. stabbing? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was visiting college. I was a virgin. Uh, I thought I'd get laid. You know, I'd start, I'd, you know, you go to college visiting. My brother was a, a junior there. I was a senior in high school. I was from kind of a small town. I thought, you know, I'd wear my coolest Gap shirt and I'd, you know, fuck some girl and think I had AIDS or something, you know, something hot. And, uh, and sure enough, I'm, I'm, I'm with my brother's friend, who uh, roommate, who's 28 years old, and he's apparently an ex-Navy SEAL. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, oh, my God, you're a Navy SEAL. It's my first hour in New Orleans. And yeah. and he's like, yeah. He's like, uh, I hope, he's like, you want to see something? And he has this closet of death. He has kn- knives, camouflage, medals, <laughs> and he has a bulletproof vest. And I'm like, is this the gun dolphins? And he's like, no, no, this is mine. And, uh, and so... And so I try on the vest and he goes, look, it's night proof. <laughs> say that again. And without asking Hold on. Me, say, say that he, again. Say that again. Jimmy was laughing. What, what uh, he, goes, he goes, look, it's knife proof. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. You're going to show me while it's still on me? Sweet. And uh, he didn't really give me time to uh, take off the vest. And uh, next thing I know, I had a knife in my chest. And he goes, oh, I think I stabbed you. <laughs> I go, I don't know if you. It's not something you think about, you know, you know, you know, when you stab a guy and uh, he takes the the knife out pretty quick and I uh, guess knives are, do that. And uh, and I take the vest off and blood is shooting out my chest. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and All over your he's like, I'm shirt. sorry. Yeah, yeah. My favorite blue gap shirt. Yeah. And uh, and uh, he took my gap shirt off and plugged the wound. What a fucking prick! And um, and and so I, I was a little upset about both things. And and so then um, he goes, "Oh, sorry about the accident." And I was like, "Dude, it's not an accident. Like, it's 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 you know, you trip, you you know, you trip somebody, you know, you you, 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 you,
straight up stabbed me, bro. It's fucking premeditated, like, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. And he told me. He told me. He goes, "Hey, look, it's knife proof." Like you thought it's about this for at least a second. <laughs> yeah. He, so, I wonder. Uh, I've always wondered, like, <laughs> did he just always believe it was knife proof, or was he like looking for a guy to test it? You he, know what I mean? He got ripped off out yeah. of like a magazine or yeah. a website or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm going to test this thing. I'm going to prove to them that it's also knife proof. And it's like, dude, you're not your hypothesis again. Like, so I, I'm, I'm bleeding to death, and my brother's like, hey, get in the Wrangler. And so we get in my brother's badass Wrangler. This thing is mean, mean tires. Nice, dude. If you're gonna die, you die in a fucking Wrangler. You know what I mean? Like fucking, like a real man, like that freedom man. You're like you know? you're, you're bleeding to death, and you drive by another Wrangler, but you still give the wave yeah. that those Jeep people do. If you could read this, flip yeah. me over and yeah. give me fucking CPR, homie. Yeah. To be honest, if you're a Wrangler, you're probably bleeding yourself. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's the Wrangler way. <laughs> and uh, so, so I'm bleeding to death, and uh, and um. And I think I'm going to die because I think blood is shooting out of my heart. Like the wound is like right in my chest. Like I thought my heart was pumped. I thought the blood was like my aorta or whatever. Just going, you know, like that's what I was envisioning because <laughs> Star Spangled Banner is like right here, you know. Yeah. And, but your heart is a little lower. That, I found let out. me ask you. Let me just clarify something real quick. That's uh that's how you found out where your heart was because of where you put your hand during the Star Spangled yeah. Banner. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's fucking. I, that's right he here. He just dude. found out right now. Yeah. Wait. What? He just found out today. <laughs> you didn't try and feel like where it's beating in your chest. You're just like, no, it's the Star Spangled Banner, dude. And I know where my dick Bro. is from standing in a wall when I played soccer. That's true. Yeah. I remember. It. Yep. That, that, hey, look, I asked him to stab me in my dick to find out where that was too. <laughs> yeah. You know that little ass cock of mine, my little Jew dick. But anyway, so um, I can't breathe. My my stomach muscles cramp like the pain is isn't in the stab it's in the stomach because it's cramping yeah and uh and um they think my lung is collapsed that's what the nurse said she's like oh you know and she's trying to put the IV in my arm she misses my vein like fifty five times <laughs> I was like you know bitch I'm vascular what's wrong you know right, like right. I play I've been JV working football. out like yeah. what's so um. They go, oh, they think my lungs collapse. They give me a Valium to relax my stomach muscle. And then they give me Demerol for the, for the pain. And Demerol, I don't know if you ever had it. It's like a very like strong painkiller. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, at yeah. that point, I'm just like, oh, I'm in the hole. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, I'm on Mardi Gras. <laughs> you know, <laughs> throw me a hand grenade. Your boy got stabbed. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Soup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, they come back and the x-ray shows that the, the knife missed my lung by like centimeters. But they had to keep me there for six hours to make sure my lung isn't collapsed. So I'm laying there and uh, and about like 30 minutes, I'm like kind of like, I'm not in and out of it, but I'm just like out of it just from the Demerol, you know? And, and, I, and I close my eyes and I open my eyes and the Navy SEAL is... <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, uh, hang on one second, shit, what happened here? Oh, yeah, he goes, he goes, uh, you got to tell the cops that you stabbed yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, why? And he's like, because I can't get in trouble for this. And, uh, you just got, and I go, well, what should I say? He's like, uh, and then the next thing you know, this New Orleans cop walks in. I don't even know what to say. And I just go, uh, uh, a dog jumped on me, uh, a big dog, while I was playing with a knife. And I swear to God, the cop just goes, all right, well, enjoy New Orleans. <laughs> like, it was like, he didn't want to fill out the paperwork. Yep. He was just like, he didn't ask me if it was a labradoodle. He didn't, like, he could have asked me one question, and I would have folded. You know what I mean? Like, he would have been like, so. He looks at you, he's like, let me like, guess, what, what? a pit bull? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I'd be like, ah, he stabbed me. The Navy SEAL. It's uh, so funny because, like, for for like a New Orleans cop, that's so, so clear that like a white guy with a non-fatal stab wound is just like, 
All right, whatever he, unless he like, <laughs> unless he demands to make a complaint, I'm getting out of here. No questions asked. Like this guy's yes. going to be fine. I don't give a fuck. I got 37 unsolved homicides to deal <laughs> with. Like <laughs> this guy's free to go. He's got a wrangler. Yeah. There's a, there's a, like a guy with a crew cut in the corner, just staring intensely at the <laughs> yeah. bed. Yeah. Yeah. I would love for this guy to be like, like the cop that's figuring out the Biggie and Tupac murder, you know? <laughs> Yeah. And like, even to this day, he's like, I wonder who's really stabbed that little Jewish guy, <laughs> you know, like, that he's like sick still, ass gap shirt. it keeps him up at night. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyways, uh, so, and then, uh, so he leaves and then my brother, for some reason, decides to play a prank on me where he told me I could get a, a scar that was a playboy bunny if I got stitches as a play. And so I told the doctor, I go, Hey, let me get that playboy bunny scar. And he's like, what? And I was like, what kind of brother? Like, did he get me stabbed just to play the prank? Is this all for the prank? Cause I mean, jackass was pretty big back then. Yeah. Also, Maybe this was like punked. Maybe also, I was getting punked. Imagine if that was a thing. If you were like, Hey, can I get that playboy bunny scar? And he was like, Oh hell yeah, man. You sure you don't want the marijuana leaf scar? I do both. And it's like, you would now just have a playboy bunny scar on your chest. <laughs> Did the guy stab you like this? Yeah. With the ears? Yeah. Like, was it Hugh like, Hefner? Yeah, he, <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So so I get stitched up, and um, my brother, I remember we get back in the Wrangler, and I'm going home, and he's like, hey, you want to go check out this college band I manage? And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I want to do after getting stabbed with a bulletproof vest on. I want to go check out a college band that plays Gin Blossoms. And uh, so we go to the concert. And, uh, and I swear, I, I, I left this out, but the lead guitarist, I swear on my life was the Navy SEAL. That's <laughs> and from, and from stage, he's like, Hey man, sorry about the accident again. And I was like, again, I don't think it was an accident. Uh, you just, just cause you look cool as shit right now. Doesn't mean I'm going to forgive you. you know? <laughs> the fucking rules. Yeah, he's so cool. He's, he's so cool. Killing it, so, dude. He like dedicated a song to me, like stab in the heart or whatever. I don't also, know. So, I like how <sighs> you were in the hospital, so he didn't know your status, and he just went to the gig. He could have killed a guy, and he just went to the. He was like, "A gig's a gig, brother." Like he didn't know you were fine. Show must go Look, on. You baby. know the third day, if you get through Navy SEAL training, you could kill a guy and still play a fucking mean show. You <laughs> yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that's that's what a Navy SEAL does. <laughs> yeah. And uh so this whole time I'm so afraid of this guy because Navy like if a Navy SEAL stabs you, you don't fight the Navy SEAL because then you'll get stabbed again. Right. Like that was you know, like what could he do without a vest on? Right. You know what I mean? Like right. and so I'm so afraid of this guy. And um and then the next day we go to a party and I show all these girls my stab like wound. And uh, I met this beautiful girl. And then my brother was like, yeah, she fucks a lot of dudes. And I was like, oh, I'm not fucking her because I'm scared of AIDS. But yeah. I kissed her. And uh, so I didn't lose my virginity. But then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go to Tulane because that's, you know, could only go up. Right. And uh, it didn't at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was. Oh, and then he was a Navy SEAL. I found that out a few months later. He lied about everything. He was so. stealing valor. Yeah, he was a stolen <laughs> yeah. valor. He was a stolen, stolen fucking valor. I love that story so much. Holy shit! I um, <laughs> I, I mean, it's just like, you know. But to, I never. I didn't take it in. I didn't ever think like. I, mean, I don't know if it was my mental illness or what, but like, I went back home and I was like. Uh, yeah, that, no, no PTSD there, you know, like no, uh, you know, no, <laughs> you know, I never thought it. like I almost died. Like it didn't yeah. last any, like that's somewhere inside me, you right. know, right. I would think. Yeah, well, I think sometimes like when, and we'll get into this, but when you have like, I know at least this is true for myself. When you have these like obsessions and anxiety about sort of things that don't exist, like crazy shit that actually does exist doesn't bother me that much because I have this whole world in my head of crazy things that aren't true that like when something like 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 when I was in Alaska 
I was freaking out. One day I was I, I worked in Alaska, and uh, so I, it was the first time I ever had a mental breakdown because I, I simultaneously tried to uh, I tried to quit booze, I tried to quit drugs, and I quit all my psych meds and, <laughs> and salmon. And I was working in a salmon canning factory 75 hours a week, and there's no nighttime. It's light the whole time. There's mosquitoes, like, fucking the size of rocks. There's bald eagles, like, around like they're pigeons. It's literally, like, the perfect place to go insane because it's just, like, everything seems wrong, you know? And so I was living in this cabin with my brother, and uh, it's real. you got to take your garbage to the dump. And, uh, and he didn't tell me, but his car had broke down and he'd stopped taking his garbage to the dump and he had just, he'd stopped taking our garbage to the dump and he'd just been putting it under our cabin. And so he was out of town for like three days and it was my first like real delusional mental breakdown. Like I was staring into the mirror and I saw like parts of my body moving that weren't moving. Mm-hmm. My, I was like full on anxiety attack. I threw all the knives out the window because I was like, I'm gonna slip my wrist. I threw all the knives out the window, and I had all this money from work. You make a lot of money in the salmon canning factory, so um, I, I finally I was just like, fuck it, dude. I'm walking to the airport because it was a little village. I was like, I'm walking to the airport. I'm buying a ticket to Anchorage. I'm going to Anchorage. I'm flying home to Cleveland. Like I'm losing my mind. I had never I had never been through this kind of thing before because the garbage smell no jimmy because oh. i'm going crazy <laughs> oh, okay, I'm okay, okay 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 <laughs> well no i thought i thought there were bears were going to be involved in this well hold really on did. hold on Dude, this oh. is the thing this is what's interesting so i'm losing my mind over this uh, anxiety mm, and these mm, delusions mm. that are fake i walk out the front door the fucking cabin is surrounded by bears <laughs> because my brother put all our garbage under the goddamn thing. There's like and they have and like, they have knives. There's like twenty bears. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then they're well armed. So there's like twenty bears, but it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how quickly a real threat will take you out of an imagined yes. delusional threat. Because I was just I looked outside and was just like ah. Fuck it. Got to right. stay inside yep. and play GameCube. Like, that's <laughs> that's all there is to do. But Andrew, like, we have some similarities. and A lot of differences, but, like, because I have, like... Wait, what happened with the bears? Like, I just did, went inside. Just eventually? They ate all the garbage oh. and left. Yeah, because I was in... Here's the thing. I didn't... kind of wa- weird how we think we're fine, but the bear could break a window or a door or a wall. No, even. these were, like... like they weren't. They were big enough that I didn't want to go out amongst them. But they weren't grizzlies. Like it was like I didn't think they were going to come into the house. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah, you, you yeah, could have taken yeah. out one or two. Yeah, I you think, think like I no, probably not. But I also at that point it was like if a bear kills me, Fuck I'll it. be less anxious. You know, it'll be <laughs> fine. Uh, it's intermission time. Hey guys, it's Brendan. Sorry to interrupt. I just have to tell you, if you like the show, we do a bonus episode every week, plus tons of other content. Go to patreon.com slash shitbrainsshow. All right, back to the action. We're happy to have you with us tonight and hope you'll come back often. But so Andrew and I have some similarities in like, like I have... The same exact thing happened to me. (laughs) No, but like I have like health, like health delusions. Like I had this thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I I never have a story that's. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. No, no. I want I want to focus on you because you're 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 I was always I always felt better talking to you because we kind of had these similar. I I, I don't even think it's um, it's not hypochondria it's worse than that it's it's like it's it's obsessive like delusions about health like you have i know i know off the top of my head two stories you have about that but but go ahead and tell say what you were going to say well well to your point like so i was always because i saw kids the movie when i was a kid i don't know if you remember that movie where they where casper gets a or whatever telly gets aids and you know the girl gets aids the first Did he? he? Yeah, it really bummed me out. He Hmm. killed himself, and then uh, Harold, the black dude, he's dead. And uh, Telly was in the wire, though. 
So, nice. Shout out to you. Yeah, shout out to Telly. Go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyhow, uh, that movie, I guess for good reason, is pretty scary. Because yeah, apparently it was scary to them because he killed himself. So, um, anyway, so, like, I had this weird fear of, like, of STDs, especially AIDS, like, and so, like, I would have these fears and, like, any, like, ailments I had with my own body, I just assumed, you know, I got AIDS. You know, I got an AIDS test when I fingered a girl and <laughs> bit my nails when I was a virgin. Like That's, that's totally true. Really? Yeah. How old yeah, are you, by I, the way? I had, I'm I'm 41 now. No, but how old were you I'm when go- that happened? No, 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 but that, that gives uh, a context. 18. That gives a context. So you, I, you fingered a girl, you bit your nails. What did the doctor say when you asked for an AIDS test? He said, uh, he he just laughed at me. And then the joke was on him because I had AIDS. So, no. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, no. You proved that motherfucker wrong. He started spitting blood yeah. all over the... Yeah. <laughs> no, so, like, I've had, like, these weird fears of death. And, like, and then I had actual... Um, my my butthole is not good. I come from a long line of horrible buttholes. My great grandma died of butthole cancer. I uh, you know just not good buttholes. And um, and that's I the, had that tubular. Do- that was the official doctor's word for it was butthole cancer. <laughs> yeah, it was butthole cancer. And uh, and I had tubular polyps, which is like premature, like cancer. Like they're bad. It's bad to have that. And if you don't catch it early enough, it can. Be- and I get this. I get surgery. Like I don't even think about cancer. Like it's not even. It's like the bear. It's like the bear showing up. Right. That pre-cancer, and it doesn't really hit me. Like I don't really like. I'm not up at night thinking about my own asshole. You know. Yeah. But I am up at night thinking about this disease that's almost impossible. You know, like very difficult to get. Obviously, it's not impossible. But like, um, but yeah. So like these fears. Like I and then like it like came in different ways. Like my. I, I got a fear of choking. Like I started being afraid of of choking on anything on my food. I would swallow on one side because would, that was my strong side. Would, that would, was the side that was empty. We'd go to we'd go to diners in New York and just fucking yeah. I mean, great. The conversation was great, but you'd have to deal with Andrew chewing his food literally. Barely into his mouth, he chew at the he chew with his food halfway out of his mouth because he was afraid yeah. to choke. Like it was a real thing. Like and and you you went to the hospital once, right? Well, yeah. I, well, so, so I've been to the hospital multiple times with panic attacks, thinking it was heart attacks. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, but this one time, I was uh, I was at my grandma's house. She wasn't living there. My grandma Thelma. She was up <laughs> up north, which was across the street from my grandma Shirley's house. They lived. <laughs> across the street from each other and i thought i swallowed like a piece of lint when i was on the floor <laughs> on the ipad and uh i could feel it in the back of my throat and i was like okay it's not choking me now but it's gonna at any second it's gonna yeah. <laughs> start taking over my throat and i run over to shirley's house and i'm like grandma i'm choking and she was in the bathroom and she's like what and i'm like never mind i'm cool like, I'm cool, Grandma. Don't worry about it, you know? And uh, she had a caretaker who probably could have talked me down there. And um, I got in the car and I drove like 30 minutes thinking I was choking to death. <laughs> hmm. And, uh, and like, in traffic. Which, like, usually if you can dri- make it 30 minutes driving, <laughs> fine, you're you're all right. Changing the radio stations, yeah. getting pissed at the NPR play. Yeah, yeah, I was like, hey, I'm making a left. You mind? <laughs> I'm choking to death over here. And, uh... And I had to find a parking space. Like, yeah, it was absurd. And I got, I went, I still didn't, I drove all the way there. I went to urgent care and, and I, you know, I was having a full on panic attack and I just went to the lady. I was like, Hey, I'm choking. And she looks at me like, uh, what? And I was like, yeah, to death. And, uh, it's bad. I'm choking. And she looked at me and she's like, why don't you have a seat? And I was like, I can't sit down. Um, I need to see someone ASAP. I'm choking. And, uh, and she's like, okay. And why have a seat? And so I'm sitting there and I'm reading a magazine and I'm starting to realize like, oh, maybe I'm not choking. You know, like it hit me like 45 minutes later that, <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe, just maybe. And so then they're like, the doctor can see you. And at this point, I'm pretty embarrassed, you know, yeah, but I have to go through with it. Sure. And I went out back there and I still had a, like, let's be honest, 60% of me thought I still was choking. And, right. uh, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm choking. She's, oh no, she's reading this thing. And she's like, says here, you're choking. 
And uh, she's like, usually there's symptoms, um, you know, turning blue, uh, shortness of breath, <laughs> most importantly, uh, choking. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> choking is one of the primary fucking symptoms of choking, I find. But that's how crazy my brain was. And I still made her take an x-ray. And I still, I swear to God, I was driving home and I still, in my mind, thought she was wrong, that she didn't see it on the x-ray, that I still had the lint in my throat. Well, that's how... And so my... Yeah, so, I don't know. But yeah, no, just like these imaginary things of like, they would, and ailments would happen to me, and I would, I, you know, because physical things do happen to you because of anxiety and depression. Like, real physical things would happen to me, like numbness or like shakes or blurry vision mm-hmm. oh yeah and yeah, and yeah. if you google those things it goes hey you have you're fucking dying this disease dude. or yeah yeah you're dying tomorrow and then i'm like okay well this is real and then someone will go it's just anxiety and then i'm like fuck you that's not just my brain i could literally feel this so then you know eventually i'll be right and it'll be a heart attack you know <laughs> but uh but like my point is is like um you know, and so then I finally got therapy and I finally like I went to a doctor, I got checked out, you know. I, I you know, I was also in horrible debt. I dealt with my debt, like I I got on Zoloft, I stopped drinking, and like my I haven't had like a full on panic attack in years. Yeah, you know it's, it's I, interesting, like uh it really is interesting like how powerful the brain body connection is like I knew a guy I knew a guy in the mental hospital and unfortunately he took his own life and for Casper what <laughs> yeah his name was Casper <laughs> from kids uh really I kept saying yeah. but you're so good at doing a kickflip bro what <laughs> no because uh, I was yeah. I was good yeah. and this dude man <laughs> this dude for 25 years has been living and this is why I always get mad when people are like suicide's the coward's way out it's like for 25 years this dude had horrible depression and the way it manifested himself was he the way it manifested itself was he felt like his arms were on fire all day long every day for 25 fucking <laughs> years and no one could solve it and that's how like your brain I'm sorry for that no it's fine like it because it's wild it's crazy your brain is that powerful that it could take like yeah. whatever emotions you're having and make it these <laughs> crazy like i had and i i'm so open with my mental health but i almost never talk about the most embarrassing part of it which was for years, I had this thing where, um, kind of similar to Andrew's choking thing, but worse, I had this thing. My anxiety would manifest itself into thinking my dick was going to shrink up and go inside my body and never come back. And that's a fucking thing. My friend, my buddy was texting me about that. It's, and it's not super common in the States. <laughs> this is what's wild. It's called Coro. Yes. It's called Coro, and I'm the first white person that's ever had it. No <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's it's mostly found in uh, Southeast Asia yep. and, and uh, Sub-Saharan Africa. <laughs> and the, um, I wonder if my friend was texting the, me about you breaking HIPAA laws. Yeah, but the reason <laughs> mine is different is because normally those guys they live they it, it breaks it'll break out in a village where they're not very well educated, you know, about health, and then a doctor from the UN will just come in and say that's impossible and they'll go oh great and then they'll be fine and that never worked for me like i knew that was impossible wait I, wait 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 go back go back go back so yeah. mentally their dick will go in their body just because it's a mental disorder and then the guy goes it's impossible and their dick comes out again no no like no. A turtle? It, it, it's impossible for your dick to disappear like it can okay but up. these guys dicks disappear no it, they don't. It's you just a fear, fear that it's going to. It's an to. irrational fear oh, that it's going oh, to. Oh, okay. Okay, and got it's you. It's an irrational gotcha. fear that it's going Maybe to. Maybe because their dicks are so small to begin with that they think, oh, it's already pretty much in my body. Yeah, 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 those, guys yeah those guys in Africa. sub-Saharan Africa, known for their tiny little <laughs> No, in South Asia. Uh, yeah, 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 In yeah. Asia. Yeah. Asia. Well, that was the case And by there. the way... I, <laughs> my dick that goes in my body all the time. This is a thing. Well, th- that's the thing is like, here's what's weird. It's like, and I got a fine dick. I got a good dick. But here's here's the thing. The problem with it is like what you were saying is when you get into a panic attack mode, 
your dick shrinks up. And most people just don't notice it because they're not, like, checking their dick, you know? But, like, it's from fight or flight. It's from caveman days where it's like, okay, what's your most important body part that we don't want a saber-toothed tiger to rip off? You're in a fight. Shrink up the dick, you know? But I was checking every two seconds, so I was in fucking in my head, and my dick was shrinking up, and I was, like, going nuts. And 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 so they eventually called it Coro-like symptoms because I didn't have like what Coro was, but they were going to write. Did you ever I, go to a doctor for this? Did you ever go to yeah, a doctor? Andrew, I went to two psych wards and four months in the mental hospital for this. I mean, no, was, but oh, so you told those guys about. Oh yeah. Dick oh yeah. Yeah. Here? Lots. There. I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. A lot. And oh, okay. I mean that, that's kind of what helped me get over it. Cause they were just like, yeah. So I mean, would want to like stay kind of like half hard your whole life. You What's just that? wanted blood in your dick to keep your dick out. No, I think now I'm just don't pay attention to my dick. Like everyone else else does you know and it's like but it it, it it was it it was like i knew rationally your dick doesn't go anywhere you know what i mean like your dick's fine but mm-hmm. it was that it was this fear that f- consumed me like consumed me and i but what I, i'm saying though would you would you fluff your dick a lot to I make couldn't. sure was, it, it wasn't too soft no because imagine when you're in a panic attack like you can't fluff yourself up yeah you're you're you're, you're not <laughs> feeling sexual yeah. you know like but here's what really made me mad <laughs> i just love the idea of you you're fluffing your dick right and you're like all right stay out stay out of my body and then you come and then you're like no well oh, it never, no i it, came it's gonna go in my body now it never you know? even goes into my body it would just like shrink up tight you know like a yeah turtle, yeah yeah like, i'm not know? saying like, that your dick yeah yeah um like i think you have to be really fat for it to go into your body but um here's the thing this is what really pissed me off in the mental hospital one time this guy was like you're the only known you're the only known westerner you're the only known white guy that's ever had this the biggest nerd he goes he goes he goes i'm gonna write an article we're gonna get you in the journals and i'm like fuck fuck yeah oh yeah and then next week at therapy next week at therapy he goes (laughs) comedy central (laughs) yeah yeah at at the at the psychiatry session the next week he goes "Mm, the editor rejected it (laughs) it's like i'm in the goddamn mental hospital getting rejections what the fuck is that (laughs) Actually, actually, we don't need any more straight white men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, we we watch your tape. Uh, your dick is nowhere near inside your body. Uh, this is. Call us when your dick shrivels even more, yeah. sir. But it's it's uh, so funny. Yeah. You just just talking about it makes you realize like how ridiculous it's. It's just it's all your brain. Well, yeah, you're so. Aff- I mean, I don't know. Growing up, we're a similar age. I, talking about having anxiety or being like, I can't control my brain. Like one, you don't want to seem as you don't want to be thought of as crazy. Cause once you get labeled that, like I, you know, there was one guy I remember he like tried to take over a plane cause he kind of lost his mind cause he took bad acid. And then he's the takeover plane guy. Like, like you, you growing up, like you, if you had a crazy episode, you're judged as that person. The rest of your life, you know, it's what a I mean? pretty extreme example of the, of a growing up. <laughs> was it, was this just a friend of yours in yeah. middle school trying to take over the plane? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then he was to take over the plane. Yeah. You know, a guy tries to hijack one fucking mm. plane, and they label him with that for the rest of his life. <laughs> you know, those I those, know those nine eleven guys had other hobbies. <laughs> He's the only white guy to ever have that issue, yeah. actually. Uh, uh, no, yeah, he... Uh, okay, that was a bad choice. Uh, but I, but I know what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you didn't want So, like, be- growing up, or, like, you don't want to seem like a pussy. You're like, I throw a football. Like, I'm not a fucking bitch. Like, mental health, like, us growing up, it wasn't, like, cool to say I have anxiety or depression. Like, nowadays, it's like... You know, you just say it, and everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Would like, you like I a day off too. work? Like, it right. wasn't... Yeah, yeah, it's just, it wasn't talked about. Yeah. Even back, I didn't know what I had, even, like, in college, I wouldn't go to class because I would be having constant anxiety attacks. Hmm. And I just was like, I was just like, oh, I guess I just don't like school. I guess I'm just a, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, I'm drinking too much. But really, my brain was fucked. I literally know? called it, I don't know. I literally didn't know the name of it. I called it, I would say, when I was going through an episode, I would say, I have hot brain. 
because I, that's what it felt like. And I didn't, that was going to be the name of this podcast, but there's already some sex podcast called Hot Brain. Uh, but just two bitches sucking dick. Yeah. But yeah, I Why honestly. Why call it Coro? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so here's, you, you touched on it briefly, but like, I, one of the things I'm really impressed by is because, like, I mean, let me just say, for those of you that haven't checked out Puddles or haven't seen Andrews live, that fucking stabbing story is one of probably 700 insane stories that he lo- the guy The guy, like, made a million dollars and lost a million dollars in... in- Fucking subprime mortgages, <laughs> like crashed yeah, jet ski, yeah, killed yeah. a manatee with a jet ski, burned down his fraternity house. <laughs> but like, you're really well, making me sound like Bill Bradsky, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. But like, what what I'm curious about, because like we were kind of in very similar places, like you know, nine years yeah. ago or whatever in New York, where we're at the beginning of our comedy careers. We're not. Neither of us were like in crisis, but neither of us was particularly like doing mentally great and uh, one thing i'm just really proud at of like i guess the changes you've made in your life and uh, what i I guess what i want to know is like were they was that very deliberate or did it just kind of come with age or did you kind of was there a point where you were like I got to get it together. I've got to like set goals. I've got to do what I need to do to take care of myself. Or did, did that just kind of like come together? Uh, I wish I could say like yeah. I, it was the, you know, it's definitely the latter. Like I, a lot of it had to do, with, you know, I was a dog walker in New York. Right. I was trying to do stand up in my 30s as, you know, like, I didn't feel really any momentum. I had some good shows, whatever, but I wasn't making enough money to really like live. I was living with two roommates. My bed was on the floor. I didn't even buy cups. Like I was living like, but I think like quitting drinking definitely helped. Having a passion definitely helped. You know what I mean? Like, like for so long, I just did things uh, professionally that just were the easiest route. Right that I thought would make money or whatever, you know? And then I came across stand-up and I was like, okay, you know, who knows? Like if I knew how hard it was going to be, like if I would ever done it, but like whatever. So then like, you know, obviously I met Nikki and that had a profound impact on me. You know, I had some stability in my life financially. Right. Which, and also I got to perform and like have someone believe in me when like, especially someone better or like bigger and it's fine i and i only believed in you the whole fucking time but that's fine <laughs> no, I, I know but i know what no, you no, mean. No, no, no i know no, no, when when a when when someone who's already made it believes in you it means a yes. lot I, I i understand and and i think like you know all those things come together and i think like honestly like getting going on the road and getting outside of new york and like it just you know, not relying on like New York can eat you up as you know like you know you're relying on trying to get on these shows you have to kiss ass you have to you're constantly comparing yourself to other people you're constantly trying to come up with new jokes just to feel like you're relevant and it's just a mind fuck and I don't know so like yeah so that you know getting the stability career wise not drinking getting on Zoloft doing therapy like I did all the right things you know right. what I mean like I did and I think like I don't know like nowadays like being living in St. Louis like dude I just it's I, I just my brain I've never felt clearer you know yeah could that go away tomorrow if like I had to dog walk again like I wouldn't go back to that I don't know what I would do but you know like I just like uh, so, but to your point, like I didn't have like a a goal written down. Like I I want to have a podcast. Like it's I don't want you know I I never like I ne- honestly I never believed in myself where I thought I could have a Comedy Central special. Like I never thought that well, they you, would. You don't. Not, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> no, I'm but I never thought I right, could. Right. Like, well, you could. You couldn't now. They don't like us. But. Uh... Yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. I just never, like, had, like, industry, like, right. interested in me, right. you know, like, to right. even think that that was a possibility. Also, I didn't even believe in myself, so why would they believe in me? You know, some right. of these people 
just have so much belief in it. So, but lately, you know, like I, I found, I've, I found confidence outside of standup, like, like in, you know, I'm in a nice relationship now. Like I'm, I, I exercise daily. Like I fucking, I've been playing a ton of golf. Like I find like happiness in things, you know, in my friendship, human being I don't, shit. Huh? Like human What's being that? shit. Yeah, human being shit. That you and forget you to do. do. Well, and especially, dude, <clears throat> I mean, I I mean, I relate so heavily to this because especially as a guy, as a comic trying to make it in New York, you get sucked into this world where you don't know anything. You don't, I didn't know anyone in that city that wasn't a fucking comic. I didn't know. I didn't have, like... For nine or ten years, I didn't have a, barely a single conversation except maybe talking to Andrew or talking to another one of my close buddies. I didn't have a single conversation that wasn't, like, stand-up related. And that shit fucking weighs on you. And it, it's funny because, like, looking back, like, now when I'm really at peace with, like, what I'm doing career-wise and how, like, I'm going to make my own way of it and do what I want to do, it's really angers me the power that I gave to like other people to make me feel bad mm-hmm. for to like, to like, you know, yeah. bookers and fucking networks and to, for the yep. power I let them have over my life is like, they didn't, they never, they, they never lo- lost one bit of sleep over me yet. I let them be in my fucking head and that's me letting them do it. And it's like, it's so freeing when you're just like, fuck that man. Like I'm funny. I'm doing well. Like, you know, and the same thing being in Cleveland, like I'm doing real people shit. Like I'm going to hang, I hang out with friends that aren't comics, you know, like, uh, you know, it's just, it it, it is, it is freeing. Uh, the one thing, uh, I wouldn't mind. I I think we got to get out of here. And I, I want to say I'm, I'm super, uh, I'm super proud of you, but, um, would would you, uh, there's there is a there is a story that I wanted you to tell. Uh, oh, him licking oh him, God. licking his lips. Will you will you, <laughs> will you will you fucking tell Jimmy and the listeners? Oh, <laughs> uh, what? How much? What time are we at? Uh, Jeremy, well, fifty minutes. I, okay. Will you will you tell the sto- Will you tell <laughs> how you started stand up? What your guy was? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Andy Shallows? Yeah. <laughs> Tell him about Andy Shallows. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> first of all, I mean, sick name, dude. Yeah, it was like, uh, it wasn't smart, but uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think how. I mean, look, I failed at everything. Uh, I I wasn't ever going to do stand. I never thought I would fucking talk for in front of people for any reason. Um, I would literally shake when I would have to do speeches in Same college probably because I was hung over. I'd but. blank out in front of a room full of nine people. That's how my stage fright was such like teachers would feel bad for me and start giving the answer for me because they'd be like, yeah, if I had to, if I had to, to do PowerPoint to quiet, to silence, I, I, I lose my mind. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, so I never thought that would happen, but then like, so I failed at everything. I, I, I ended up, losing all my money i i was pretty much an i was i don't know i was pretty drunk all the time i i ruined my relationship with my brother for a little while for working for him and then leaving in a panic attacks fear leaving the job that he hired me for so then i'm back in florida and i don't know what the fuck i'm gonna do but i'm, I'm working as a as a nurse like nursing at home, like selling at home nursing to different doctors. And I only got the job because my dad was a doctor. Long story short, my buddy had a, uh, got divorced and he, uh, he was, uh, whatchamacallit, he got divorced. He wanted, his friends bought him a class at the improv to make fun of his ex-wife. Because she cheated on him with a guy with a huge cock. And you know he had a big dick because he had three kids and no, she still left for him. You know what I mean? Like for each, for each kid. Um, yeah. So anyway, so then he's like, look, you're the funniest guy. I know you got to do this. And so taking the class, I have a bunch of one-liners written because I thought I'd do go to Miami ad school to do one, uh, not one-liners, but to do copywriting. And um, so I had all these jokes written. And I saw a special by Zach Galifianakis where he's playing the piano. And I thought I'd want music. <laughs> 
to be, and I couldn't play any music. And the only person I knew that could play music was my buddy Crapo. And Crapo liked to wear um, costumes and go out and do magic tricks. Uh, his, his best magic trick was uh, he had a wallet that would light on fire and then he could put it out. Like So he would dress as a Wookiee and do these magic tricks around town. And I was like, this guy's perfect to do uh to be my co-side my co-kick you know <laughs> and so i go to him i go hey you know if you wear the wookie costume do you think you could play guitar and he looked at me without even blinking an eye you know because he's wearing a mask i couldn't see it but no but without even blinking an eye he just goes i'll cut the gloves i'll cut the gloves, <laughs> cut the gloves. and i go this is and so he played slide guitar while i did one-liners <laughs> And he was Wookie Goldberg, and I was uh, Andy Shallows. And well, hold on, you're leaving out a pretty important part. Which part? I mean, what were you wearing? Oh, I was wearing my grandpa's clothes because I was living at my grandma's house, choking on the floor. Weren't you wearing so later hosen? No, he wore. The oh, later he hosen. wore later hosen. It was a Wookie yeah. and later hosen playing the guitar. Now, by the way, some of the one-liners weren't bad. To be fair. No, no. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have a wonderful memory of skipping rocks and going straight to needles. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, one. And <laughs> yeah, he would, yeah. it was the best because he would, uh, he would, uh, after every joke, he, it wasn't like raucous laughter, but he would put the mic down as if like waiting for the laughter mm -hmm. to die down and just look yeah. around for a while. Just slapped it on your leg. I was never more Chappelle. confident ever on stage. <laughs> but then, you know, I had a great show. We did the final show and then we had to do open mics and the Wookiee would put on this costume at Florida open mics where it was 150 degrees <laughs> and we were performing in front of a TV that was on in a fish tank <laughs> and he was sweating to death, you know, and then uh, he was like, yeah, I don't know if I could keep doing this. I really don't think this is like a two man thing. And then he got a girlfriend who kind of broke up the band. Fucking and Yoko. Then, uh, dude. Yeah. yeah, she Yoko'd us for sure. And then, uh, yeah, and then he quit. And then I tried to do the one liners on my own without the music. And it didn't go well at all. And uh, I remember I threatened an old man's life on my first professional show because he was judging each joke. Because and I could hear him go, "Yeah, that's a six. That's a five. And I go, "Well, I'll I fucking kill Olympic you, judge. you old piece of shit." I'll I, I lost all the character, but I was still dressed as Andy Shallows, you know. But I was going alone, you know. It's pretty absurd. I also like so, that at the time you were like, mm. Those were the, those were the kind of one-liners that only work with a Wookiee playing the guitar. That's that's yeah. what the sh that's what that's what made these not work. The fact that there's no Wookiee playing guitar behind me. To be honest, I think I should get them back. The regular jokes, like I really think it will help out. But anyhow, yeah. So that didn't work out. But then I did stand up on my own for six months and then moved to New York after I got like third place in the state That's, of Florida. We also have that in common that we're two idiots and it's kind of good. Cause you see those people that move like after they've had some success and they have to take a step down the ladder when they get to New York, we were both dumb enough. And I think it kind of helped us to do it for like five or six months and move right away. Yeah. And I think that well, we were also you. old. Yeah. We were also old. That's kind of why I was like, I gotta, I gotta make some moves now. Cause like you do see guys come to New York who are like, you know, road features or whatever. And they get there and all of a sudden you're at the bottom of the fucking mm -hmm. barrel again. And it, that sucks. I was already at the bottom of the barrel here. So it was like, I wish I would have done that yeah yeah it didn't matter um but look man uh it really means a lot uh you coming on the show and and opening up like that i'm i'm i just uh yeah you know you're you're one of my best friends and i'm uh it's, it's good to see you doing good where can uh where can you know check out puddles uh wherever wherever uh pot you get your podcast from where else can the people uh follow you man check out nikki glazer podcast and then um we're going, uh, Nikki's going on tour and I'm going to tell some jokes before her without a Wookiee. I don't think <laughs> we'll see. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to be in Waterloo. When does this come out? So we're, we're not sure. Not for a while. Uh, we're, we're getting some in the starting July 30th. Uh, yeah, we're going to be in San Antonio and then doing like 40 cities. So if you just go to yeah. NikkiGlazer.com tour, you could find me opening for her over the next seven months. So. Oh, that's awesome, man. Okay, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It was uh, awesome meeting you, buddy. You're yeah, you too, hilarious. dude. Enjoy the alcohol and uh, 
Yeah, just keep that mind rested, bro. Keep it going, homie. <laughs> Thanks, brother. <laughs> Later, dude. Stay right, sleep. Play. Hey, guys, it's Brendan. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Shit Brains. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you hit that subscribe button, you you, you review it, you rate it, all of that stuff really helps the algorithm. Uh, Throw us a follow at Shit Brains Show on Instagram and Twitter, Shit Brains Show on YouTube. You can email us your questions at shitbrainsshow at gmail.com. We even have, uh, for you hardcore fans, a Facebook group where you can go and you can chat and meet up with other fans. That's uh, Shit Brains Show on on Facebook. So, um, and then of course, if, if you really like it and you want some bonus content, we're coming out with a, a bonus episode every single week, plus a lot of other bonus content. You're going to want to get on there and check it out. Go to patreon.com slash shit brains show. Later, shit brains. <laughs>